T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It'll be a 55-yard try for the lead. On the grass, with wind, ball put down, right-footed kick is up, arching up, end over end, and it is good! Two seconds remain, 55-yard field goal by Justin Tucker. Joe O, night 6-10. to 10. Last night was phenomenal. Ravens over the Browns, 47 to 42. So many different angles. So you're listening to my show, so you're expecting the betting angles. I'll give you the betting angles, okay? We can start there. The final moment of the of the game. And it's just I, I'm sick of the term bad beat, I'll be honest with you. Totally sick of it. But man, I did not have Cleveland. I did not have Baltimore. I bet on the game, but my bets were in. I had Lamar Jackson under 17 and a half completions and under on attempts because I thought the weather would be a bigger issue. It was not, but the bet still hit, so I was fine with it. But the safety at the end, I didn't have the Ravens or the Browns. And by the way, it was Ravens minus three. So almost everyone was going to push. That's what it looked like. Because the Ravens were up by 3, 45, 42. Lateral, lateral. I think the ball changed hands eight different times. And as Cleveland started going backwards, I had that feeling. I stood up and I said, "Uh uh-oh, there might be a safety here. There might be a safety here. Throw the ball, throw the ball. Oh, they're calling the safety. And it took like a couple of minutes before they put the two points on the board. I didn't even have a, a dog in the fight. But it was an unbelievable finish to a thrilling game between the Ravens and the Browns. That was so much fun. Okay, where do we start? How about the Bears angle? Cody Parkey at it again, man. Extra points, field goals, whatever you want to do. Cody Parkey was there for you. And 2018 came rushing back to me. That coach, that general manager of the Bears, used that guy as this big scapegoat for everything in 2018, the reason the season ended quickly. But they also witnessed that kicker miss 10 kicks during the regular season, and they went to war with him in the playoffs. So that was annoying me because I kept thinking about that as I was watching the game. But the rest of it, awesome, man. I thought Parker was going to miss an extra point, and that's how the game was going to end. Because he had one of those nights. Each team scored in every quarter. We had 
35 points in the fourth quarter. What was it, 20 points in the last couple of minutes? It was so much fun to watch. And the biggest storyline for me, not Lamar, did he poop or not, it was Baker Mayfield. He was outstanding last week in the first half against the Titans when he threw four touchdowns. And the narrative with Baker is, okay, he can be pretty good for one week. If a team isn't going to get pressure, then he'll be fine. But back-to-back weeks, not going to happen. When he's feeling good, Baker uh, hears the hype, starts to believe in the hype. He's going to come back down to earth. That's what his career has been thus far. Didn't happen. The man backed it up. You can't put that Browns loss on Baker. His offense scored 42 points. He threw for 343 yards. And guys, he's better without Odell Beckham. Threw to seven different receivers. Five of them had at least 45 yards on the night. He wasn't letting the Baltimore front get pressure. Quick release. Step back. Nothing there. He's out of there. He's gone. Had a nice scrambling touchdown last night. I was impressed by Baker Mayfield. Very impressed. And uh, Baltimore, like, I have some questions about that defense, and we all should after last night. They've dealt with some tough injuries throughout the year, COVID issues, all that stuff. But their ceiling is up there. They're not the best team in the AFC. We know they reside in Kansas City. But they can be pretty close. And they're going to go from 6-5 and five to now 8-5. and five. And they can easily go 11-5 because they're not playing anyone the rest of the way. Three soft teams to finish up. They're likely going to go 6-5 and five to 11-5. and five. But man, was that a lot of fun. I mean, you there was so much going on in the second half, you completely forgot about Lamar Jackson falling all over the field. What else? We had uh, one of the players on the Ravens, as they were going to halftime, he ran full speed into the goalpost. That was entertaining. We had the backup quarterback out there, McSorley. And I kept thinking of Kyle, Kyle Bowler because he wears number seven as well. And people are just making poop jokes all evening on Twitter about Lamar Jackson because the way he ran into the locker room, that's what it looked like. Oh, he's got to go to the bathroom. But then he missed one series. Then he missed another series. Then McSorley goes down to the injury, and it's, um, I don't know who the Ravens quarterback is going to be for the biggest play of the game. No idea. Here comes Lamar Jackson. By the way, ESPN is terrible on the sideline. They give you no information what's going on. Nobody knew why Lamar Jackson was not on the field. They got no information. And, you know, since the sideline reporters can't actually be on the field talking to anybody, I'm sure that's part of the issue. But there were no updates. There were no, here's Lamar Jackson back on the sideline. You were getting nothing from that broadcast, per usual. That's what we're used to. But Justin Tucker is such an awesome kicker that when he stepped out there for a 55-yarder, far from a gimme, It was like, okay, the game's going to end on a 55-yard kick from Justin Tucker. That's how awesome that dude is. There's no questions asked. 
Cleveland put up almost 500 yards of offense and they still couldn't win the game. But the Baker questions are starting to go away a little bit. That was so much fun last night between the Ravens and the Browns. It's the game of the year. And before that game, I thought, as a whole, the league sucked in Week 14. It sucked. It was boring games. It was all these games with decided by multiple scores. I was like, okay, where, where's the exciting game? There, there were none. So blow it on Thursday, blow out on Sunday night, Sunday afternoon. Not much to be excited about. I know a lot of Bears fans were happy about an easy win over the Texans. That was fun, but as far as close games, there weren't many of them. <laughs> there was that Chargers-Falcons game. Anthony Lynn showed himself once again. What does that guy have to do to get fired? Wild. 22 seconds left. No timeouts before the half. Calls a running play. Then they get zero points in the red zone. It's hilarious. Sean Anderson producing tonight. Joe Ostrowski here. Sports Radio 670. The score. Sean, were you, were you happy with your Bucks win? Because you you guys were just like you're reeling a little bit. You're coming off the bye. Like you, you needed that big win over the Vikings. And if Dan Bailey doesn't leave 10 points on the field, like maybe the Bucks come off the bye and they don't beat Minnesota. Like your guy Tom Brady told Jim Gray, <laughs> he's always hoping yes. for guys to miss kicks and miss their throws. And a win's a win. That's all that matters. As long as they get into the playoffs, that's all they're looking out for. And they just had their uh, punter, long snapper, and kicker all get flagged for COVID. So they're down a punter, kicker, and long snapper. Who's that? Tampa. Suck up just got flagged, and then their punter and long snapper got flagged. So they had it. Oh, they, they have a kicker on on uh, on the practice squad, and then Brady will be their punter. It's not true, but no. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it into existence. Hey, he's he's had okay. three in his okay. career, and and they've all been great. Dude, I was driving home last night right before Monday Night Football. I made a run to the store, and I was listening to 670 The Score. We're airing the pregame show, and many of you know um, Tom Brady is interviewed. It's pregame and halftime, right, Sean? Uh, no, so, yeah, it was weird this week because they do pre. Uh, usually it's pregame or halftime. It's one of them, and Larry Fitzgerald's the other one. But they had Jim Brown, Larry Fitzgerald, and Tom Brady all in the pregame this week. Oh, geez. Okay, so I'm in the car driving home, and I hear the conversation between Brady and Jim Gray. It was phenomenal. Now, let, let me give you some background here. This is why I was, I was chuckling so much. Was So in the sports betting world, one of the biggest narratives is you can't bet on Brady at night. He goes to bed so early. He just... He's terrible. And remember, he forgot how many downs there were against the Bears at Soldier Field for a Thursday night game when the Bears won 20 to 19. Remember that? And that's when it really kicked into high gear. Like, see, he doesn't play well at night. He goes to bed like it's is it seven o'clock or something like that? It's ridiculous. You're a Brady guy, Sean. What what is it? When does he go to bed? Like seven central? Uh, yeah, I think it's eight eight Eastern or eight thirty Eastern. Because usually, okay. yeah, because because he'd be in bed by the the, the nine o'clock, you know, start for the second quarter, or second half. Yeah, yeah, exactly. By the time you get to the second quarter, it's like, oh, he's in his rem right now. <laughs> but here's Tom Brady last night, pregame 
It was before the game started. It aired around 7 o'clock on the score. Here's Brady with Jim Gray. And when you make those throws that you're not happy with, how do you bounce back, and how do you not let it compound like we saw with Mr. Bailey? Well, it, to me, it goes back to the technique. And, you know, usually when you miss something, it's either the timing or the mechanics are off one or the other. And I try to get a few throws on the sideline to get the feel right and then go back out there and make the throws. Oh, excuse me. I try to go back out there. Sorry about that. It's been a long I didn't sleep much last night. But I tried to go back sleep out with there this interview. You were hydrating last <laughs> week. Now you're yawning. <laughs> Sometimes you do that to me. <laughs> it, is late Monday, it is late Monday night, man. I don't sleep much after the game. So I'm in a better place. I will be as we, uh, as we keep plowing ahead. Wait, 7 o'clock Central is late on a Monday night? Oh, excuse me. That's impressive. I've wanted to yawn many times doing a, a radio show or, or I do the video stuff on BetSweats every day for Radio.com. But I've wanted to yawn, but you kind of throw your head to the side, do a half yawn. You really have to. But you, he stopped his sentence to let out this enormous yawn. The disrespect for his guy, Jim Gray. But my point, my point there is it's, I I think they do it live. If they do that live and it's not recorded earlier, it's eight Eastern, it's seven central. The man is dead tired. It has to be live. He wants to go to bed and Jim. There's no way Westwood one is going to be leaving. Yeah. There's no way Westwood one's going to leave in that giant yawn. I think the Macy reads. (laughs) Are, are might be uh, uh, read before, uh, but I, I think that the the interview's live. So yeah, your your thought process, Sean, is there's no way a producer doesn't edit that out. But I will I will say, have you heard some of the things that have uh, been aired here on 670 The Score? <laughs> Who are you trying to bash here? <laughs> I'm not bashing anyone in particular. I'm just saying. I could easily see someone not editing it, just leaving it. There's been a couple of times when I'm doing the uh, the Ryan Pace uh, interview that Jeff Joniak gets exclusively every uh, Sunday morning on WBBM. There's been a couple of times where the thing's been, you know, a couple one, two, threes have been left in or, you know, a couple of yawns or a couple of reviews oh, have been left in. Yeah, it happens. You know, it's not left in any tough questions. <laughs> Those are not left in either. <laughs> And make the throws. Oh, how about that guy? <laughs> I try to go back out there. Sorry about that. <laughs> the goats. Is that his book? Is it what is it with goats? Talking with goats. What's he doing? To... <laughs> He's, He's doing something goats. with goats. <laughs> What's the name of the Jim Gray book? Talking to goats. Talking to goats? Uh, you're just making that up. You're just guessing, right? No, it's really yeah, it it's... T- it's... <laughs> Thanks. Leave me out there. I right now, we're going to take a listen to She-Wolf by Shakira. He's talking to goats. It's talking to goats. That's the name of his book. Yeah, that's what I told you. I don't and know why you thought tight... I was lying to you. He's... I'm just confirming for the people out there. My man wrote the foreword. Tom Brady wrote the forward. Tom Brady, he wrote the forward. Do you think he actually sat down and penned that though? Absolutely. He's one a, of his people did that. No, no way. He's a stand-up guy. He did it on his yacht. Yeah. 
Did you watch that reality show, which probably really wasn't a reality show of his with his family? No, I didn't see that. Where was that? Oh, it was a couple years ago. It was a big deal. Remember, there was some <laughs> shocking. There were some Boston sports radio people that were going after his kid, and he was not happy. Then he stopped going on the station. Oh, are you talking about Tom vs. Time? The Facebook thing? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, is so, that yeah, what so it there was, was the time, the Tom vs. Time thing, where he had uh, uh, Gotham Chopra film it, and it was in 2018. So it was the uh, leading up to the okay. uh, Eagles Super Bowl, I think. And then yeah, Did you watch it, it? Yeah, oh yeah, it was great. Because it was like it was, was a real thing. It. it was just showing him how he, he went through, you know. Uh, his his week one and how he went through the off season and then how he went all the way up to leading up to that Super Bowl moment and then it was all crushed by you know mm. Nick Foles. It was just it just wasn't some puff piece about how great Tom Brady is then, right? I mean, it's not it's not hard hitting, but it, you learn a lot. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 produced with Brady, so it's not like it's going to be of course pushing and digging. But yeah, I mean, there, there was a decent amount of info you learned in there. Okay, good. I, I knew if it involved Brady. So you have not read Talking to Goats yet? I don't plan on picking up a copy. <laughs> Why? I mean, you're you're a Brady guy. I don't care what Jim Gray has to say about him. I have the the, the, the Tom Brady wellness book. I'm good. <laughs> I don't need to give Jim Gray what my money. Learned, what, what have you learned from Brady that you have taken to your life? Uh, so in that book, there is the, uh, the turkey burger recipe, uh, that I, I bet Tom handcrafted and made. Um, and it's, it's pretty decent. It's ground turkey. You tried it? Yeah, it's all right. Just okay. put, it's just ground tur okay, it's just so turkey. Okay, so it's burger. ground turkey and what else? What else makes this Brady turkey burger so special? Nothing. It's just lean. It's, and you're not supposed to eat it with like bread or anything like that. So it's just supposed to be like burgers but i usually oh i end God. up making you i i make it worse i put just like buffalo sauce on it right so i'm just eating a turkey burger with buffalo sauce that's not terrible for you no it's not i, I mean it's 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 just but something new don't i look learned to me for health um so i mean he's so strict he won't even eat tomatoes right uh i don't know about that, that. he doesn't like strawberries i know that he doesn't like strawberries he just doesn't like the the, the, the way they taste uh, i don't know about tomatoes Okay. I thought there was something like he he thought tomatoes didn't fit his diet. Like it's he's yeah. so strict. So yeah, Brady Man. doesn't eat nightshade vegetables such as peppers, tomatoes and eggplants. Do you know why or is this um the reason he has all these food restrictions and even vilifies tomatoes is because he follows an anti-inflammatory diet and uh one made up of mostly alkaline foods. So I guess it's too acidic. I feel like with you reading off the internet, we're going to have a, a three-technique moment. <laughs> what? I'm on less? <laughs> no, like you just might read something that you didn't pre-read and, and be like, oh, wait, I didn't mean that. <laughs> it's a newer kind of situation. <laughs> three-technique. It's something. It's, it's a newer type of uh, situation. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. It's a newer type of situation. Hey. I say a lot of stupid stuff, as you've heard over the last couple hours right here on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Coming up next, uh, an interview I did earlier today on the, these college football matchups, the NBA around the corner, and more importantly, 
How about week 15 in the NFL? Uh, it was earlier today on BetSweat, some quality information you can take to the weekend. So I'm going to share it with you. That is next, 670 The Score on the Radio.com app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. All right, maybe you've heard my sports betting show early odds Saturday mornings, 8 to 9 a.m. on Sports Radio 670 The Score. If you haven't, make sure you check it out sometime or download the podcast. It's there for you every Saturday morning. Usually Adam Sosinski gets that up in a timely manner, uh, previewing the entire NFL card coming up every Sunday. That's what we usually do here on early odds 670 The Score. But there's also bet sweats. I do this Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m., Live on the Radio.com app or subscribe to the Bet Sweats podcast to get the show each day and check out the interviews or the segments that interest you. And earlier today, one of the co-hosts of You Better You Bet, another sports betting show on Radio.com Sports, was on my uh, show Bet Sweats with Ross Tucker. And we started off by talking about everything that went into that glorious Monday night football finish. I mean, where to begin? Uh, you got game yeah. angles, you got betting angles, pregame betting angles, of which there were many, of which uh, we we ate a huge L last night on the show. I guess I'll start there because that makes a lot of sense. Um, I really thought the wind was going to be a big deal last night, and it could not. I mean, it might as well. The game might as well have been played in a dome. I mean, in terms of like how much the wind impacted the game. Uh, the official NFL game stats book at kickoff recorded at 18 miles per hour as the average wind speed. That should have some impact on what happens. Um, necessarily, it starts to get that starts to get into a range where stuff should happen. And I mean, it lit, like you couldn't have been more wrong about something uh, than my interpretation of the weather's impact on the game. And it's so funny because the game starts. And you, I mean, remember, 
everything that's about to happen in the third and fourth quarter. The first half of the game is basically just an entirely an indictment of my handicap of the game. And so we go from there to by the end of the night, I almost forgot that any of this stuff happened. I mean, that's how crazy the game was. And uh, it's like, oh, right, the wind. Oh, right. Yes, of course. Uh, after 17 other impactful things have happened um, from a from a from a market betting standpoint, Baltimore took money all week, closed three, closed juice three. Really, um, I thought that was kind of the right number. I had Baltimore pick from the show on Wednesday. So of the very many losing props or game analyses points that I had on the show, that was actually nice. And that was a good one to get in. Um, you know, other things from a market standpoint that were interesting, the Tucker field goal ended up, uh, there had been no field goals up to that point. No made field goals up to that point in the game. And uh, and Tucker's field goal actually hit the what were the longest field goal prop will be on the last play of the game, basically. Um, there were a lot of people that were sweating that. I know that was that was pretty crazy. Uh, all the props, basically, I think most of them end up going over from a, like, you know, Browns offense standpoint. Uh, I think most of their offensive players went over. Baltimore kind of like, you know, pick and choose. We had Lamar rushing over, which I wish I could have bet that 25 times now knowing the result. So, yeah, so just a lot of the total was very interesting, right? Stays the same, but it's a very low total, obviously gets completely shattered. Um, You know, curious if the if the market or what was, you know, causing resistance was maybe what I thought would be causing resistance, which was weather. Um, So all just I mean, really like a very fascinating game. And obviously the last play of the game, which is a calamity, uh, unless you had the Ravens, in which case it was delightful and happy, you know, Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Uh, Van Pelt comes on and does his kind of whole thing. I mean, just the entire shared experience of what happened was remarkable from from a game standpoint. Just I mean, the, the one takeaway, or I guess like one of the big takeaways, would just be uh, a conversation about are the Ravens the second best team in the AFC? And uh, in my ratings, which are shaped almost entirely by closing spreads and the market, uh, they have been like the whole year, basically. And only very briefly during the kind of RG3 slash COVID period of time did they uh, lose that spot or really just fall into a tie with several other teams in the AFC. And, um, you know, partly as a result of the market data from last night's game, again, closed almost three and a half on the road at another playoff team. Uh, I think the market is very clear and the performance actually honestly just bolsters that case that this is probably the team that is most likely to challenge the chiefs. If we get to that point and they end up playing in either the divisional or the championship game. And, uh, that this really might be, from a rating standpoint, clearly the second best team in the conference, which is very interesting. So, what does that mean in your mind, Ken, about the Browns? Because, as Joe said, the biggest question is probably their quarterback, and he delivered again. So, where does that mean for the Browns for you moving forward? Yeah, I mean that's a it's a good question, right? You have this block of teams, right? And uh, you know, one exercise we'll do on our show tonight. We do it every single week on the show. I run if the wild card matchups as they are scripted right now happened today, what would the side and total be in those games? And when you run those numbers and you simulate it out, what you find is that there's this just clump of teams of which the Browns are one and they are kind of your wild card playoff teams. And the and the AFC playoffs could be phenomenal uh, if you get a, a lot of different matchups. I mean, again, like Tennessee and Buffalo are both very interesting teams. Cleveland's a very interesting team. Baltimore, if they make it, kind of need, maybe need to kick Miami out a little bit. But that, that would be very interesting. What you find is that Cleveland is basically Cleveland is like. Tennessee, Cleveland is like Buffalo, Cleveland is like, you know, a little better than Miami, all of these teams, you know, I don't think the the Browns necessarily separated themselves based just off of one performance last night from those other teams I just mentioned. I think what it just kind of reiterates is the lack of a gap really between all of these teams that kind of are lingering at the bottom of the AFC. I mean, it really is in my ratings or even just thinking about it logically and you guys, when you talk about the games, 
Chiefs, a giant gap, and then who? And really, it's probably a tie between a lot of teams. Week to week, the Bills can look amazing. The Titans can look amazing. Uh, these Ravens can, you know, look amazing, whether it's, you know, beating Dallas by 17 or kind of, you know, having their quarterback take a quarter-long timeout and still winning a game at a playoff team, which is pretty wild uh, in retrospect. You know, like all those kind of things. I just think it's kind of a logjam, right? So I have the Ravens second, but I think you could entertain arguments that it could be one of a lot of different teams. Uh, week number uh, 15, we, we keep on uh, moving forward. And you mentioned at the overnights uh, column and uh, segment that you guys do on You Better You Bet. So you, you bet those college basketball games early. I know you bet some NFL games early. Uh, anything yep. you want to share that you've already wagered on? Sure, absolutely. We talked about two games. Uh, this has a, been a very popular segment on our show on Monday nights, which is just bets that I like to put in early in the week, thinking maybe the number will move uh, in an advantageous way. And just, again, like betting college basketball, like you mentioned, Joe, want to get those bets in early so you get the best of the number, right? Don't always get the best of the number, but uh, those bets have won at a, an extremely high clip, whether we get the closing line value or not. Uh, I gave out two bets that I had put in. One of them has moved uh, in a way that is not basically available anymore. I bet Seattle at minus five at Washington, uh, rotation number 355. That's now moved to six everywhere. My advice was literally betted at anything under six. It's probably going to six. Um, I don't think that's going to come off six, but again, there are a couple five. I see five and a half on the board. There's only a couple left. Um, if you were to find anything under six at wherever you like to bet, uh, that would be a bet for me. And then the other bet, and I think this is going to be available pretty much up to game time, but I liked, I liked the number, uh, eight and a half or nine on Carolina on Saturday night, 343 rotation number, I think is good. Uh, my number in the game is basically seven. I think anything more than basically more than a one possession game with Carolina in this game, I think is valuable. You know, it's, it's not just that I have a number that I like versus when I make the game, that's where I start in the handicapping process. It's also just the, this kind of style of how Carolina has played this year, sort of like the New York giants, um, you know, in these big dog situations, the Giants have proven to be an exceptional bet. Again, they play great defense. They're very well coached. Uh, that allows them to be in some of these low scoring games against really good teams. Rams, Kansas City. Uh, and with Carolina, it's been the same thing, right? They play the Chiefs, New Orleans. Uh, again, same kind of thing. Even Tampa, they were basically covering until a miracle in their first meeting. Uh, it kind of allows them with their style, a lot of long possessions, efficient offense, pretty good defense, but again, really well coached, kind of allows them to stay within one possession. So a number that I like, also kind of a team profile that I like as well. Uh, so I think anything more than, you know, really more than seven, but more than seven and a half is available literally everywhere right now. So Carolina was the other bet that I gave out. Got it. Um, anything else? Ken, whether it's college hoops or maybe even college football with the uh, conference championship weekend. <laughs> I wish uh, I wish I loved something in college. football. My, my wife does a lot of work for for Big Ten and for some other uh, networks and stuff, doing like a lot of staffing and logistics and, and production coordination. And and she's pulling her hair out over some of these scheduled games, which are the times are changing. The opponents were scheduled last minute. Like what a mess yeah. of a last weekend. That's not the conference championships. Now, the good news is even if you if you ignore all that kind of B.S., you do have two standalone games that are just absolutely phenomenal. And I know Alabama's favored by a billion, but that game is extremely interesting. Of course it is. It's Alabama against the guy who's the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. Um, even Ohio State favored by a lot is is interesting, right? It's incredibly interesting. Uh, I I tend to think at 17, and this number's moved uh, a pretty good amount, open 15 for Bama. I think 17 is a pretty good buy point. 17 and a half, I, 
I see in one place. I don't know if we're going to get there on Florida necessarily. 17 is where I would start thinking about Florida. I basically like take it off the rest of the college football season. I still have my numbers. I still kind of think about games. Clemson, I think, is untouchable at more than double digits. But I, I would look at Florida as a team that I think can score. And Alabama, although they have played some good competition, I would argue they have not played very much, but they played some good competition. They played Texas A&M. Uh, they have really not played this. And it doesn't mean that Florida can be competitive. That's really not what it's about. Um, I would have a hard time believing the back door could be more wide open than with basically the best player in the country on offense down by 20, 21, 24 in a game for their lives. Um, so I think, you know, a very high scoring game, which the market expects, the like Alabama will be able to score with great frequency. Um, but I just think a number that's maybe a little bit too big once you start getting to 17 and over. Yeah, won't miss the 2020 college football season for a second. No. And I, I know you stopped betting it a while ago, and that yes. was a, a very sharp move out of uh, one Ken Barkley. Uh, so... We've we got a lot going on here. NFL, yeah. there's still some college, even though you stopped. College basketball every day. You're betting the yes. overnights. And then one week from today, Ken, oh, the yes. NBA season starts. You can confirm this for me, but just based on the shows we've done, conversations that we've had, it seems to me sure. like of all the sports, the NBA is your favorite. Be honest. Have you wagered or considered betting on a preseason game? I have, I have considered it many times um, because when I look at the market, I am always flummoxed by giant movement in a preseason market, which is probably based on uh, – because preseason lines move a lot, a lot. Night one, uh, there was a line that moved six and a half points, I think, and uh, was dead wrong steam-wise, which was really funny to watch. Um, but the, the movement is based on who's playing and who's not or minutes projections, right? Figure out one team is not going to play any of their starters. And then you have a team like Portland that played like Lillard and McCollum, I think, in their first game played like 31 minutes. It's like, OK, well, that team's probably going to be pretty good. They're probably going to they, – I think they scored like 100 through three quarters. Um, so that's what the steam is based on. But the really funny thing to me is just the idea that when it gets to the fourth quarter of a preseason game – like that you can think you can understand what's going to happen or that it's worth betting. Now there are people I'm sure that do really well betting preseason. Just I haven't, I haven't investigated enough or felt confident enough to bet it or bet it even remotely confidently, but I am extremely excited. Not because the NBA is super profitable. I win much more money betting college basketball than I do betting the NBA. The NBA is very tough to beat, but the NBA is like, uh, there's a there's a movie Finding Forrester, which maybe people don't remember because it's a little older with Sean Connery, the late Sean Connery now, um, where he's basically like uh, he he talks about why he reads the national uh, the National Enquirer, and he's like he's like uh, you know I read the Times is my dinner and the Enquirer is my dessert, basically like you know like the Times is his meat and potatoes, but he kind of gets a lot of enjoyment and entertainment out of out of reading the National Enquirer. Uh, college basketball is my New York Times. Make a billion bets every season trying to get the best of the number, volume, substantial. NBA is NBA is my national inquirer. Like, I love thinking about it. Uh, I love working through what the right bets are, why they are, um, why numbers are moving, mostly because of injuries, impacts that injuries have. There are just a ton of dynamics, in a, and it's a very, very, very difficult to beat market, but it, I could not enjoy the idea of trying to solve that puzzle more, even more than NFL games, I would say. Uh, so I am extremely excited for the 22nd to come around. Uh, Ken Barkley, hear him today and uh, Monday through Friday, 4 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time, the Radio.com app. Uh, check out the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. You better, you bet. Part of the Radio.com sports family here. And uh, Ken, is it Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night? Your overnights columns are going to be up on BetQL? 
Yep, exactly. So the idea was basically just what are the three days during the week that have the most games? So like it doesn't make sense yeah. to write a, a post for Friday. There's two games on Friday. Monday, there are very few games also in the college basketball season. So Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday, we'll obviously do the overnights podcast for the show. Uh, and then I will write a companion piece to it right after. So look for that on BetQL. And then obviously check out the show You Better You Bet. Uh, Big Cat tonight on the show, among other things. Awesome. Uh, Colin Wilson from the Action Network. Uh, Pete Prisco from CBS. Uh, NFL simulation for the playoffs that I mentioned with the wild card matchup. So a, a ton of stuff to do. And then the entire first hour most likely will be my co-host Nick Costa <laughs> ranting and raving about a variety of a variety of uh, of mishaps which befell him in the NFL this week, one of which was last night's game. That was Ken Barkley with me earlier today on uh, Bet Sweats. You get that sort of stuff on their radio.com sports again 9 to 11 a.m live on the radio.com app or just subscribe to the podcast uh, a couple cubs notes i didn't get to so yeah maybe there sort of is some chris bryant rumors out there with the nationals but then their gm right Rizzo says no we haven't had any serious conversations over the last couple of years there is a name that's floating out there that makes a lot of sense for him to join the cubs outfield give you some details on that and there are six bulls not traveling with the team to Oklahoma City for their next two preseason games. Discuss that next. Joe Ostrowski, 670 The Score in the Radio.com app. Joe Show 670 The Score. So I talked about that Chris Bryant rumor with the Nationals, which Rizzo said, ah, no, that's really not a rumor. We haven't had serious conversations about Chris Bryant over the last two years. What about the Cubs? What are they going to do? I don't have to add. can just keep trading guys away. Not offering contracts to guys. How are you going to replace them? Kyle Schwarber, gone. What are you going to do? Well, the latest rumor is that a member of the outfield that we will see in the 2021 season at Clark and Addison will be one Jackie Bradley Jr. And when you look at all the ties that he has to this team... It makes all the sense in the world. He's 30 years old. He had a strong September this past year. I believe they were, uh, nine, 985 OPS. 985. Um, hit 326 that month, but struggled before that. Jed Hoyer was in Boston when Bradley was drafted by Boston in 2011 in the first round. Jed Hoyer was part of that front office. He was teammates with David Ross, and now you have Schwarber gone. You have that hole there. That would make a lot of sense. If you can get a cheaper deal with Jackie Bradley Jr., trade trade rumors, MLB trade rumors, they project two years, $16 million. I have no idea. I don't know how you make those projections right now with the way baseball is. It, it just makes me laugh when I hear people say, oh, that, that's a good deal. That's cheap for that player. Like, I don't know. I don't know what cheap is anymore. We're going to have to find out, see what this market tells us. And don't look at the very top of the market either, because that's not going to help you out. So don't be surprised if we see Jackie Bradley Jr. in a Cubs uniform this year. And there was an interesting Bulls note that, you know, they've got preseason games coming up Wednesday. So tomorrow and Friday against Oklahoma City, six players did not travel. Now, you have Noah Vonley, Sadoransky, Cornette, uh, Thad Young. He's dealing with the lower leg infection. We know Vonley tested positive for COVID, but six, six 
that might be what, what's going on in the NBA for a little bit. For a little bit, early on in the season. But the season tips off next week. One week from tonight, the new NBA season starts. Like I know it just wrapped up. Quickly had free agency in the draft, and here comes another season. So they're getting going right before Christmas. Uh, there was a lot of parties going on in Milwaukee. Hopefully they were celebrating from a distance. But Milwaukee fans just thrilled. No more counting down the days. If you don't win a championship, it's like, oh, crap. There's another season. We had Giannis and we didn't win. Windows closing. Got to do it now. No, no. Giannis agrees to the max deal to stay with the Bucks for five years, $228 million. He can opt out in 2025. How are you not jealous of their sports? They don't have the most championships, but they go back-to-back on Hall of Fame quarterbacks. So there are some Packers fans, younger ones, never seen poor quarterback play unless their guy gets injured. You go Favre to Rodgers, and now you've got the best player in the NBA in the Bucs. It's like, really? Rodgers could conceivably win the MVP this year. And Giannis. You could have the MVP in multiple sports. Unbelievable. Now stop blowing it in the playoffs, Milwaukee Bucks. Can you show up in the postseason once? Can you make a deep run? It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen when nobody is expecting it to. But, you know, I say some people, you know, hate all the teams up there. I say good for them. I like to see that. You want to see him just go to a major market? Yeah, I'd love to see him in Chicago, but I don't think that was going to happen. But yeah, I, I do I do like to see that, that Giannis is staying with the Milwaukee Bucks. He seems like he'd kind of prefer to go under the radar a little bit, not looking to go to New York or L.A. and all the attention and all that stuff. So good for them. We'll see if they can win a championship with him. Opt out in 2025. Man, that's a long time in the NBA. You hit on one like that, changes everything. Now, hopefully, uh, the brain trust here now, you can actually say that without laughing. Hopefully, the brain trust here with the Bulls can land on one of those all-time superstars. Then you change the game. One draft pick can change it all. And Karnaschovas has made some draft selections like that. Not quite Giannis level, but some very, very successful ones. So really looking forward to the day in a few years when we go, okay, looks like the Bills, the Bills, the Bulls have built themselves a team here in Chicago. All right, coming up next, we've got Score Rewind Hour. Some of the best stuff you may have missed from throughout the day. We're going to bring it back. It's going to be football filled. A lot of, lot of Bears content. Uh, strong stuff from some terrific analysts that you hear on 670 The Score on a weekly basis. We'll get to that next. I'm Joe Ostrowski. This is 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.